February 11th, 2018 is the Watt from Pedro show.
Oh, the woman I love, how she shapes me simply by giving me space, how she knows me by giving me songs written to the stars, how she hums me, moments vibrating on her tongue, sunsets dangling in her lashes, how she finds me, looking everywhere I'm not, staring me down in the vacuum of everyone who ever broke our hearts, how she childs me, brushing off the echoing tears like so much disillusioned vapor. Oh, the woman I love, her borderlines distinct, understated, and tipped with razored laughter. She calls to me from the mountains. She lays me down in the inevitable, nursing my wounds with rain clouds and the tender dangers of missing out. Oh, the woman I love, how she holds me, my corners somehow morphing into curves. Law for Pedro show, February 11, 2018. Brother Matt indisposed. I'm in Pedro, but I'm not at the love God on the pleasure point. I'm in my pad, but not man alone with me. Steve Reed. Mark Siegel. Two bit whore. And we heard John Coltrane open up the show with Amen of Sunship. And then Two Bit Horror with Square Peg. Uh, who started the proj? Um, you did, right? Mark, yeah, started okay, it with uh, Poet. Yeah. No, no, listen. I'm going to ask you your earliest memory of music in your life. Listening to my dad's big band records. You were a boy? Yeah. So in the house? Pat? Yep. Okay. Here, SoCal? Yeah. Okay. About when? I took notice of them when I was about six. Oh, in the uh, years and months. Oh, geez, I was probably about... No, like 1960, 1961? Okay, yeah. Okay, so early 60s, big band. And uh, was... He's just a listener. Was anybody in the house a player? No. No, so there's no instruments. No, not till okay. I got one. What about the first record you bought yourself? First record I bought myself was uh, James Brown, Live at the Apollo. Oh, album. Okay. Um, can you remember your first gig that you went to? The first gig I went to was to see uh, Roger Miller and Roy Clark. Whoa. Where? Greek theater. Greek. Okay. Outside. Were you a boy? Were you yeah, young? I was about yeah. 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, at school, did you have music? No. Like, you know, music classes. That well, that we did. Yeah. It didn't impress me much at the time. I but you didn't admit. join the school band? like. No. No. Okay. Uh so, yeah, you said you started playing when you got an instrument. How'd that happen? Uh, I got in trouble because I was always tapping on things at school. Yeah. So my mom saved up three books of uh, S&H green stamps right, and got me a pair of bongos. You get those when you buy groceries. That's you right. <laughs> you fill up those books. Yep. So your first drums was bongos. Yes, it was. Okay. okay. Yeah. Drums at school, too, was kind of lame. Like marching band or, yeah, the, the jazz band, right, or something. 
percussion in the uh, classical kind of thing. So, bongos on your own? Did you play to? Uh, did you have favorite bongo players? Did you listen to? If it was on Motown or Stax, I could play along with it. Just play along with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was portable. When did you get your first trap? Got my first kit in '77. Uh, yeah, and where'd you set it up? Uh, well, beings, we lived in an apartment. I yeah. had a buddy named Ken let me uh, yeah, let me set it up cat, in his yeah. garage. He had a very merciful family. Did you play with this cat? Yeah. Okay. First band? First band. Okay. They had a name? Uh, that was the first band me and buddies put together, and we called ourselves the Ravens. Okay. Did uh, you write your own songs or copy records? Oh, we just played the cool shit from the radio. So no original, yeah. Not yet. I know. I, look, I can do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to make judgment. I'm just letting people know because everyone, has I found, has a different journey in music that I've had on the show. Almost 500 shows now. 16 years. Hold on. Um, do you remember your... Oh, well, you got another band yeah, member? We have, yeah, they were, yeah. Come on. Howdy, howdy. Come on. Sit down here. Let, we'll play some music. Yeah.
Christ, we live in truth or die. They'll take everything, try to tear us apart. We hear another thing, a truth we know by heart. Recruit militias out, punk angels shouting loud. No longer childhood, take liberties that could. Wet paper when we write, rebel for lots of fight. This liberty is not at home. She stepped me out into a new zone. She climbs the fence to me, enemies. Who send their affectionate regards, please?
money in the bag High as a kite Take another drag Early in the morning Ooh, girl, I'm on my way Even late in the evening Girl, I'm on my way Broken cat dance he is A whirlitzer of disproportion A shadow afraid of itself At a sync with his own rhythms His lexicon stubbornly unfamiliars beautifully Harmoniums en masse Dividing the skies Misaligned in only the wrongest eyes Foreign in only the narrowest of ears Broken cat dancing in misconstrued deconstruction The real shadows that shine with unconcern Not ignorance with rhythms never heard But worn like in utero timing pins Like the lockstep of idiocy Shearing gears in the grind Mindset manifesto Beating retreat from every bar brawl of love Shame, shame on you purveyors You tired logos of belittled humanness You murderers of love You vapid jazz chords of cultural renal failure Here is a man A broken cat dance party Political free speech incarnate motherfucker Groveling only for starry truths Singing loudly with no camouflage singing for the only us we should recognize calling for us to find a dance that does not name us ugly for a dispensation of frank realities for a dark corner when necessary here is a man willing to take on the pump organs of mediocrity on their own terms and call down the stars in our defense to hold them on his hands Talisman, toxin, delivered metaphors of all we bleed for. Look, look at his stars, see the tired tender that resemble eyes. Hum with the intrepid constant, the Fibonacci momentum of his tongue. Note that only the purest of love singes the air around him.
Bought from Pedro Show, we heard uh, The Hammers of Time, Two Bit Whore, Alice Bag, Brand New, Turn It Up, Alex Shang Huntai with Nowhere Fast, and something new from Thurston, MX Liberty, Hapoda from Duasemi Cola Chies and Verdadis. Fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Druggy Kazar, demo from uh, Vasco to Nasoki, Macedonia. Farther south out of Tel Aviv with We Walked and Walked, part one. Majority Party, 1518, that's Italy. That's the Space Systems with Foo Foo out of upstate New York. Uh, Belgrade Band Group of Turista with Mladi Kovic. Someday, some sunny day from Easy Lou Jones, which uh, me and my second man are going to do a benefit coming up because his pad burned down, which is so fucked. Wow, jeez. Always, you know what I mean? Yeah, Anybody yeah. Or, or somebody gets hurt, yeah, I'm always there to do a benefit right, because it's that. always the nightmare in my mind. Yeah. And then finally, uh, the collector of indirect loans, two bit hard. Uh, we just finished with Mark's early beginnings, and brother Steve. Yes. Of Dublin Street. Dublin Street. Right. Hood. I know you had music going way back. But what's your earliest music memory? The er earliest was probably going to see uh, Duke Ellington at uh, Royce Hall. And oh, watching the Sam Woodyard play drums. And uh, watching him play was um, something really special. I said, wow. Because of the energy that he had, yeah. and he was just like this amazing, this energy. And I said, "Man, that music oh. too, pretty bold." Yeah, yeah so man. Um, and that pretty was in bold. Six, that was in '66. Yeah, and um, sound good it, there. It was incredible. Yeah, and um, it just uh, changed my whole life. And I said, "I want to be a drummer." Yeah. So, uh, you know, we just couldn't uh, just start just playing. We had to take lessons. So my mother yeah, gave me sure. lessons and stuff. And I, I learned from Jack Sweet. Who was uh, who took over? Because there's a lot of musicians in the neighborhood, right? Right, right. The brothers Johnson, a sure. lot of people played and stuff. But I took I took lessons from Jack Sweet, who who took over for uh, Krupa with the Benny Goodman Orchestra. Yeah, wow. and he showed me how to play drums, and I got a little set and I started playing. What about <coughs> like records? What was the first one you bought? Going to a Go Go by oh, the Miracles, yeah. my oh. very first That's record. That's fucking John Atwell's favorite bass line from James yeah, Jameson. Jameson was like, oh god, bad, huh? Yeah, but I wasn't playing bass back then. No, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> bass drum. Yeah, bass drum. Yeah, <laughs> foot. What about the first gig you saw? Well, that was kind of like that was probably I, I would say the Ellington was like kind of the yeah, first gig because okay, your boy, right? Yeah, but the first rock gig was Led Zeppelin. I figured I better go see a rock band before they all die out. <laughs> and I saw them <laughs> like that year. Yeah. yeah, so I saw them first. What about the first gig playing for people? Oh, uh, um, you know, Spotsky played with some of them. Yeah, I know Johnson <laughs> Brothers too. Yeah, I know, um, and uh, drums too. Yeah, the first gig I ever did was uh, uh, KGFJ Soul Search. And uh, we were in that competition, and that was my first gig in front of like 500 people at Jefferson High School. Wow! And I was Yankees. All, yeah, right. I was all sick and vomiting. Robertson, huh? Robertson, Robinson, Robertson, Robertsons. Is that um, where the school is? No, no, Jefferson High School. What am I thinking? Hamilton. You're thinking about Hamilton, where I went to school. Jefferson's in the was. Was where, so where you Mingus went to school went to in Hamilton, school. but the contest was at Jefferson. Mingus went to uh, Jefferson High. That's My right, father went right. there. And Actually, they had the big music program. Right. 
Red Colander, he learns the, the yeah. But that's Nelson. it, that's it. Yeah. Okay. The contest is Jefferson. You went but to I went Hamilton. to Hamilton, though. Okay. And that's where I lived. They're the Yankees. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> my memory is kind of terrible. But that was my first uh, You know, people, you got to understand, we would go way back, me and uh, Steve Reed, uh, to 80s touring with each other, late 80s. Yeah, we go back. And uh, all the way up to my first opera, and many years in the boat. And so I've got, I've got to hear a lot of these uh, stories and stuff. I mix them and <laughs> put them in this context here. So, how was that? Did you win that show? No, we didn't okay. win it. That's but, all right. uh, You know, it was my first show, and I was really nervous. I was a young, sure. I was fourteen, and the other guys were like sixteen, so I was all nervous. But boy, yeah. it was cool. It was fun. fourteen. Then you're junior high. Yeah, I was junior high school. I was yeah. before. Yeah, okay. I was. In, I went to Audubon. Audubon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's when I got the press. They put me in the papers and stuff. And the band was called the the Magicians, and we were we we also went to a Battle of the Bands. So those were like the first couple of shows I did. Yeah. And then after that, we did like dances and parties, just doing copies. Did you ever do music in school? Um, the band, oh, marching, jazz. No, I never did that. Okay. okay. I just took private lessons. I took a lot private, of music. Okay. I took a lot of music classes to understand like harmony. Music. Yeah, harmony, and then. They offered them at the school. Yeah. Okay. No, because a lot of schools, you know, I just did this benefit for music in Chinatown because Calistar, right. that great, they cut the music out. Yeah, they Flea, cut it out. That's why he started his Silver Lake right. uh, yep. Conservatory. He went back to Fairfax mm-hmm. where he learned trumpet and they, right. they cut the program. Yep. Yep. Jive. There's, there's almost no music and art programs left in L.A. schools. Okay. It's very it's sad. Crime, uh, Jive. Well, yeah, it's but his day, there was once, just like we had the yep. biggest rail system, right? A thousand miles right. of light rail. <laughs> right, exactly. 1960, we traded for buses. <laughs> right. <laughs> if people, have you ever come to SoCal, you see real wide streets like Hawthorne or mm-hmm. what used to be called, um, it's MLK now, but was Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. See how wide they are because yep. the red car was going right down the middle. <laughs> Santa Monica's like that too. They say little and big because right. that red car was going down the middle. Right. And just now they're trying to rebuild the whole thing, right. little bits at a time. Little bits. The, just the monies for the land rights. No, no foresight. No. You know, and we're paying for it. Anyway, not to get on the high horse about that shit. Yes, sir. Your earliest music memory. My earliest music memory is listening to my parents' record collection and singing along to the They're Beatles, listeners? Carol King. Uh, Are they players? No, okay. no, just fans. My so mom played a little piano when she was a kid. Is there one in the? Oh, there's not one in the house. In my house? Well, when I was a kid, there was. Oh, so there was an instrument. In yeah, that. I never learned, but mostly it was just. Was there because she the learned collection. when she was a girl? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, what about the first record you bought? Uh, first record I bought was probably too hard a question. It was a, it was a country compilation. Had like uh, Ann Murray and uh, uh, had like yeah, like kind of anthology. Yeah, album. yeah. It was you know late seventies. The kinda. stuff that's happening at that moment. Yeah, I didn't know it really. Know what was cool? The big company. Uh, Especially with the AM stuff was like KTEL. They would have all, yeah, yeah. What were they, Steve? Super bad and shit. Yeah, I mean they'd have all. I remember hits. those commercials every Band summer. Yeah, you know whatever. The greatest Go dance hits the ever. And they had this for country for yep. stuff too. Yeah, I mean, it was yep. kind of by genre. Here, sit your ass down here, please. Come on, brother. 
Yeah, so that this, music this was always... got to get, get up for this benefit. So, okay. Music was always a part of the household. What, yeah, but what about you? What was the first record you bought yourself with your own coin? You know, it was probably when I, I really started collecting with any kind of... No, like, not collecting, the, just the first one you got. Probably the Eagles' first album. Okay. Scary. <laughs> There's some good songs on there. People like Eagles. Good uh, I know. No, they, 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 had, they had great guitar players, but uh, yeah, it was it wasn't too I long saw after him with that. Birdie. Yeah, Joe Walsh was good too, though. Yeah, I mean, but I like him better than James Gang. Oh, absolutely. By himself, absolutely. Too. But he helped them get the hotel. Yeah. He made a million. Okay, bucks what about the first time you picked up an instrument? How'd that happen? Uh, well, when I was real little, I wanted to learn how to play the violin, and so I had some violin lessons for a while, and then I switched Why'd to trumpet. Why did you want to play violin? I can't remember a time as a little kid when I didn't think that was just the most badass instrument in the world. To me, it was so... I couldn't articulate country it. Country record had probably some violin on it. Country, yeah, but um, also my parents uh, always listened to classical music, so it was classical. always on the radio. So I heard violin in all kinds oh, of contexts. Right. It's country, it's fiddle. Whatever, but it's. I just think I, it's, it's one of the most expressive instruments. Over to the viola, he called it the fiddola. He was staying with you when he came to do the show. He right? always does. He's he was family. doing that overspeak. Yeah, he's cousin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but about school, did you do any of that? Like school music band, in school? No, no, no. I was I was an Harmony. outsider. Okay. Then, well, and there wasn't right. a lot in the way of music classes. I'm just when I was trying to find out about you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about the... So what happened with the violin? Some lessons? Uh, I decided I, I wanted to learn trumpet. Um, Why? <laughs> Why'd you make the switch? You just want your parents buying all this kind of shit? Well, we rented my instruments. They were smart in that regard. Because <laughs> they had, no, they had an idea change. I wasn't going to... Especially when you're little, you're feeling yeah, it out. I was trying to... And I, and I like the... Uh, uh, the, the trumpet I, as well because I think it, it is similarly expressive. I don't think all instruments have the same kind of emotional range. Sure. Um, cello has a big range. Oh, yeah. Cello's yeah. great. Um, violin, trumpet, saxophone, I think, are all very, very... They have a really wide range. So you need something range. like around the human voice. Which is probably why I ended up being a vocalist. Okay. Because okay. I just never had the discipline to stick with an instrument long enough to really master it. On the other hand, I kept talking and writing poetry, so that kind of developed okay. on its own no no it's just another form of expression yeah. and, you know in the old days they didn't really combine it much unless the guy was by himself like some kind of troubadour ensembles usually had you know choir the whole thing of a band with the lead singer that, maybe we didn't even have the technology where you could do that you had to have bunch singers you know? yeah uh lyrics coming from the Bible or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a different thing. And with the music's... It's, it's an interesting about that if you check out the traditions. So, you're on your own. Maybe you kind of got into it with your friends mm -hmm. after school, right? Sure. Okay. Not a few bands through high school that never played out. But. And what's it, was it weird to be the guy without the instrument? Um, I always felt like I was kind of uh, trying to catch up with everybody because I felt like they knew what they were doing with their instruments and I didn't know what I was doing as a it singer. It seems to me most gig-goers think the band is about the guy without the instrument. 
No. You notice that what they call him the front the man. front man indeed <laughs> you know and, and I and I get that I mean because no, that's, that's a role in a I band put my drummers up front right right <laughs> yeah. you know and They're that's fine man. and I don't even yeah. mind being you know labeled George the front Hurley man George Hurley should but... never play Biden's it's <laughs> so fucking long to figure that out yeah okay. actually the first time I saw yeah. Minutemen play was uh, when you guys did an acoustic set at Bebop Records out in Reseda and George sat on the on the little riser with bongos what was his name Renee Engel he was a Val guy. Um. Yeah. Well, I was a Val guy. I grew up in the West it's Valley. Right. That's why I hung out in Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Kay lives in the yeah, Valley. I guess grew up Val, there too. Oh, I do. Fact, I, I hate it. Tough because it's a little sweaty, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. No, <laughs> we I, I, don't I, get much breeze. But anyway, anyway, do you remember your first gig? Other than like you know concerts that my parents would take us to as a little kid. No, no. First no? gig you went and played. Oh, played. That death and taxes. It was probably death and taxes at Bebop. Yeah. Wow. No, it was uh, when he was in paper bag. And, oh, okay, uh, okay. I, I met uh, our friend. Same Tom kind Trump. of things, improvisation. We did bands. some improv, but it was it was a lot of composed stuff too, kind of uh, metal punk. You went with some of those guys later, no? You didn't share members? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, that. Yeah. In your the Val too, right? Yes. Well, can you play usually with cats that are near you, right? Exactly. What's your earliest music memory? Um, I grew up listening to the oldie station that my mom would put on. The so radio. that's your earliest memory is old, like fifties. <coughs> yeah, fifties songs coming over the radio. Stuff, yeah. Did you have stuff in the pad to play instruments? Um, Was it players? Your parents? Well, my mom had an old acoustic guitar lying around, so she but she didn't really play it too much. But it was there? It was there, and I could pick it up That's and play cool. with it if I, I ever what found the inspiration. What neighborhood? Neighborhood? West L.A. Ah. What part? Well, it's kind of big. Which part? <laughs> uh, I grew up in Mar Vista. Mar Vista? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is right on, it's kind of a border. Yes, it is. Palms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, Pedro's like, you know, yeah. did you do school music? Um, you, you mean, know the programs, classes. No, no. You'd be surprised how many dudes do, did do that stuff. Oh yeah, I tried. Yeah. You know, a few weeks, in the, yeah. ten weeks, I got kicked out. <laughs> I tried hard, but it didn't. Didn't Trent Reznor play trombone in marching band? No, this was clarinet. It wasn't marching band. I was just sitting there trying to do jazzy version of uh, the first Noel. <laughs> oh, I tried. You know, uh, just said, kicked you out know, of Cal Arts. You know, said you should. Uh, Stop wasting your time and my time and looks at the class our time. So, you know, I, seventh grade, right? Totally crushed. I never took another class. But, you know, I'm, I'm always interested about the school things because some dudes came out of it, right. like Charlie yeah. Mingus, yeah. Eric yes. Dolphy. Yep. You know, yeah. there was a time when the, the music programs, the drum corps uh, in uh, New York City with uh, Billy Cobham, you know, you start parallels, right? Rudiment with quarters holding them on the bulkhead and mm -hmm. then you go down to dimes <laughs> yeah. you could pay for that with lessons but just think if they had that in school boy yeah you know what they I mean they did once I know I know I know, I know. Yeah. so that's why I ask about it I'm curious what was the first record you bought for yourself oh man too hard a question <laughs> it was either a remember Monty Python and <laughs> Holy Grail what color are your eyes blue no, no brown, brown. Oh! <laughs> Careful, B. You're gonna get flown off the, the cliff. <laughs> you can't remember. That's cool. What about the first gig you went to? 
first gig I went to or yeah hmm. who did you see play it was probably a jazz gig alright oh I'm not exactly sure okay 50, 60 <laughs> I just right, do too <laughs> <laughs> um, my family went to see Hiroshima a couple times my ah Fuse yeah um, is it Brunel yeah, buddy. That's good so. band too. Yeah, yeah. They know how to play. Yeah, fine oh, musician. Yeah, I would say great musician. Uh, where like rock? I remember they did a bunch of gigs at the Roxy. Might have been there. I don't think so. Okay, you saw them. Like a did like a week in a row at a couple times. Them in the Yellow Jackets, right? They yep. played a Yellow lot Jackets. of records. Robin Ford's old band, Yellow. Maybe Jackets. that. That's oh, sorry. yeah. Maybe that's Bunny. No, that was that other guy. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about yeah. that. But something like that. Anyway, interesting. Um, how'd you get playing? Um, I started playing in, in middle school. and But um, how'd you get the thing in your hands? Well, uh, up until that point, I was really just kind of into, like, whatever my, my family was playing. And... Around that time, you know, my friends started coming to school, talking about the bands that they were into. Right. And so I was hearing about all this stuff for the first time, and so to be with them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was kind of really my first taste of music, other than you know stuff that was made. Sure. Sure. Sixties, seventies. So a uh, garage band scene. Uh. <laughs> Not so much. It was actually right about the time that new metal was breaking. Yeah, but I mean, as far as you and your buddies, you're in the bedroom. Uh, Me and D. Boom were more bedroom band. That came a little bit later. Okay, um, but yeah, I started like becoming more aware of of current musicians sure. and, and becoming interested in that, and so I started taking guitar lessons. How'd you and get then, that guitar? Uh. <laughs> you stole a, it, didn't you? <laughs> there was a, a local guitar shop in Santa Monica that I always thought had a, a really interesting sign. That was True Tone. Oh, yeah, I remember those cats. Uh, yeah, they had some good uh, technician guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. they do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they still do, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so they I had one in the shop you were always looking at? Oh, no, the sign. They had a sign back in the day that, uh, God, what did it say? The big text said free guitar. Oh. <laughs> there, was, there was little writing around yeah. it. Uh, what did it say? It was like, free yourself from high prices, buy a guitar from us, or something like that. <laughs> free the guitar. <laughs> was it like they're giving you a free right. guitar? Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Watch for Pedro Show, February 11, 2018. Special get to guest 2-Bit R. Woo. Hold tight for hour two. February 11, 2018. It's the second hour of the Watch for Pedro Show.
rhythms like the waves. The moon brushing our words along as surely as the water.
It is my only religion My only belief My only goal Show we start off the second hour with two bit horror doing nothing rhymes with the tide and crash landing with Inuit Carnicle Alberto Bacardi and Stefano Pelia with Bastet Part 2 that's brand new guided by Voices Sudden, Sudden Fiction. Sorry, Mal Deviza with Live Again and finally the only way with two bit horror. So let's talk about two bit horror, you four guys. How All to right. start. Well, Mark and I had been uh, trying. Well, you guys were already talking about we, the we taxes. Got, yeah, well, but bags. but more recently we uh, had another improvisational project. Going. No, but that's where you guys started. Yeah, right. And and that was out of that that whole thing. Right. But we couldn't get um, things going for us, so we decided we we're going to go into the studio to record an album of poetry and percussion. Yeah, that was the idea. And then as soon two as two man it, band. Yeah, that's you it. Were the two bits. Yep. The two bits. <laughs> that was us. I think they're quarters, right? <laughs> yeah, two, yep. bi- two yeah, bits is, uh, is uh, uh, 25 cents. A quarter cents. was a bit of a dollar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so we were going to do poetry and percussion. Yeah. Um, but as we started getting together and working on material, it, yeah. it became very quickly obvious that multiple pieces were, were just asking for more than just poetry and percussion. They were asking for a guitar here and a bass there. But you did have all the stuff done. We had, no, we hadn't done anything. Oh, we were just trying to, to develop the material, it. and we're going, okay, we've got this great rhythm, we've got this idea, and we're, we're working it, massaging it. But, but then listening it was like, back. It's like, ah, oh, no, we could use some guitar on this piece or something yeah. like that. And so we brought Steve and B in and um, just started work on material, and almost instantly uh, the, the, the chemistry seemed to fall and together very well. you met them long. just from the scene, because they ain't Val. No, no, but but we've you know Steve and Mark have known each other for ages and ages. I've known Mark for ages and ages, and and no, uh, you guys were, yeah, Val, we were, yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't, no, <laughs> yeah, but because so much time, 
it becomes like yeah. when you fly over an airplane, wow, it's one town. Like, it's really 150, <laughs> we know that. Sure yep. But because of the, the movement and the scene, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I understand now. So you didn't put ads in the recycling? No, no we just knew each other from well, around. We played know, together. Well, I know, I understand with you two, but how did you know to get Steve, get me? Well, these two have been helping us out with our improv project. Oh, so... So we had actually been playing together okay. for a little while, but it, it wasn't a full commitment. What's the improv project called? It was called Baggage. Baggage? Yeah. Like, and we had a like a residency at Beyond Baroque in Venice, and so we were playing monthly there and bringing other bands to play with us and had a great time, um, but we just couldn't, for whatever reason, we couldn't keep it sustained. And so we ended up, like I said, going for this you know spoken word and percussion thing that evolved and into And why did the name change whore. from Baggage to Two-Bit Whore? Well, because it started out as a completely different project. Baggage was an improv thing. Um, Two-Bit Whore is all composed. It's all, you know, and it's composed around... Were you going to call it Two-Bit Whore when it was just you two? We hadn't come up with a name yet. Okay. We hadn't, we hadn't so gotten that far. So it's these two guys that made you think of that name. <laughs> yes, they were the biggest whores. I <laughs> was more excited to come yeah, to yeah. We were, we were We were just <laughs> batting around ideas, spitballing. We all came up with, you know, a short list of names that we thought might work. And we just kind of process of elimination. I mean, have people ever talked to you about the name? <laughs> oh yes. Ah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. No ladies in the band. No, no. But um, I heard the term from my father because well, he was, he, was, he wasn't an educated man, so he worked many jobs, sometimes at the same time, just to take care of a big family. And any time I would say to him, "How was work today, Dad?" He'd go, "It's always the same for a two-bit whore, boy." Right. I go to now, work, he, and they pay me quarters, and I keep right. us alive. I played with this band up in the city years ago called Uncle Bob Touch Me. Mm. <laughs> and, which I thought was interesting. And uh, I, I've actually found that more often than not, when I meet somebody and they ask me about the band, oh, what's your band's name? Well, I tell them two-bit whore. By vast majority, people respond very positively. Okay, so the band gets together. You guys already been working together, mm -hmm. but then they've already been working with you in an improv. Mm -hmm. Now you're saying I want parts. Right. So basically, we. Well, let's listen to how that sounds. All right. Isn't it? More moments should be like this. Deafening. Shaped by love. The rhythm picks up. The dance seems illegal. We are the singers of Because We Fucking Can. We are the clutchers of dreams. Heads awash in truths. Tongues sharpened by the brutality. The bestiality. The stone square sieve. The mortarless pestle. 
draping itself as comfort. Telling us to breathe. We slow in time. This is our hearts warming us with the honest strange. We slow at times, and our automatic minds mutter into the glorious yap. Hums transitioning to myth. Stars dangling in our teeth. Stunning, isn't it? More moments should look like her eyes. Definite, shaped by love. You can hear it on the radio 
place to get it is on the video all day long. They say the good news doesn't sell, but they can take their bling and all go to hell all day long.
poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. They have created a repressive society, and we are their unwitting accomplices. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Oh, you let us feel it. Oh, you stand, you black girl. Oh, you stand, you Jimmy fucking Jim. Don't blind
Darkness clinging to those lashes. I see the shadows that haunt you, you ghost, you, you phantom paradise. Nothing this paradigm won't do to you And 
there is nothing, nothing I won't sing for you. For Pedro show, uh, seeing it as you really are, two bit whore. Think from DMF that they're Orange County DER of news, uh, Joshua Tree, Faya, Froghair. Both these guys are from Houston, dead. And my eyes are a step behind, unlove with uneasy, Bronx out of Osaka with old school, still new school, Chinese herbal medicine, Portland, Maine with sides, and finally nothing. I'm too bit whore. Uh, what was the first practice like? Amazing. Just Where it's <laughs> like, because you've already been playing, but now it's like, yeah. now I want parts. Yeah, and, right? we, and we said, okay, look, here's the stuff we've been working on. We want these kinds of ideas. What do you got? And we just kind of jumped in, and I think largely because we'd already been improvising together. Uh, Have they you were some able, of them improvised ideas. Um, well, we just kind of improvised on the the stated concepts and just played it okay. and played so off each other until it gel. Oh yeah, changed okay. lots from start edge. to finish yes. until it, it started going. Oh, you know what? This is feeling right. You My didn't part feel is any better. parts of baggage in two bit whore. Nope. No. no. No, I can believe it. No. We're at the end of the second hour, February 11, two thousand eighteen. Special guest, two bit whore. Hold tight for hour three. February 11, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Another breath If the night will kiss my bones 
storied mystery setting the city aflame with our lost patience.
Christmas lights are like jams for trees. Makes a nice holiday for you and me. Christmas lights are like jams for trees. Makes a nice holiday. Christmas lights Christmas lights are like jams for trees makes a nice holiday Christmas lights Christmas lights Christmas lights Christmas lights are like jams for trees makes a nice holiday for you and me
For Pedro Show, we start the third hour off with I Am the Red and the Black by Two Bit Horror. Sun Ra with Nameless One Number Two. MB Jones with Jail for Trees. I'm on the base there. He's in Pusan. A New Day Looms Over the Horizon by David Gerard and Wolfgang Gassell, Massachusetts. Mute Point Brown Lung, Super Freak. Milano with I Can Make It. Okay, so what was the first gig like? Uh, well, it was a ton of fun as it happened. Our first gig happened on my 50th birthday, so we just made right. a big old Celebrate. fun party of it. Yeah, that um, was great. Then when the album come? Um, actually, we had the album in the can by the time so we I played thought, our first yeah. gig. So you already recorded. We kind of did it bass backwards. Yeah, was telling me. Yeah. yeah. We had to take a little It's not backwards. Some bands do that. That's all yeah. right. Especially well, if you've already been playing and stuff. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. Uh, where'd you do it? The album? 
Did it at our friend uh, Frank Rosado's studio out in the valley. Um, he's got a studio that he built his brush. Woodcliff Studio. Man's a fucking genius where was behind the, gig? the boards. That was at Beyond Baroque in Venice. I used to work there, so I had uh, sort of Kadak? a game. Yeah. That's where John Doe Z. I know. I know very well. I did my. Uh, That's where I saw Richard Hell. Remember Minutemen played there with Raz Zebra, right? Yep, yep. That's where Bob Styers first saw us. Mm-hmm. The Buzzer Howl days. Yeah. Last time I was playing with a pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay asked me, Stooges, but it's hard. <laughs> I wish I could do it better. Anyway, was it quick? The recording? Yeah, it took us two days of recording, one day of mixing, basically. Wow. Um, we had rehearsed everything really well before even going in. You know, there's a trip in the semantics there. When a basketball player, you know, do they really practice. go to the court practice. and rehearse? We practiced a lot before I we went into the studio. I've never heard anybody say to rehearse <coughs> basketball. No, because I, I, I've listened to your podcast before and I've heard the whole yeah. practice rehearsal argument. It's like, I, me out. it's like somehow, it's like, you're, you're lame, you're student, right, if you're practicing. Okay. <laughs> Rehearsing kind of means like you're running through it, right? Yeah. And some, well, some of that process is... aren't recitals, though. Do you really rehearse the game? <laughs> no. But we, we practiced the material before we went into the studio. So when yeah, we went yeah, in, yeah. we could so cut the basic right tracks pretty live yeah, we, and then just overdub. We didn't know it was going to be a live band. Initially, we went in to try to do a real good record. Uh, but as we were winding you mean up, the two bit horror was just going to be a recording project. That's yeah, correct. it wasn't never intended to go out live. Yeah, uh, uh, get so to the mind reading stage, but till then, still use words. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't know this. I thought it was an evolution of the baggage. Not really. It, it was. was it it started a, as a completely okay. separate, distinct project. No, I understand that. Yeah. But as it came about, it was not going to ever be done live. Was baggage ever going to be done live? We had done it live, okay. and we were hoping to so sustain it and record thing. it. Okay. And then that wasn't panning out. So we said, "Okay, let's step back a little bit, Mark and me, and and let's do this other thing." That then evolved into a full band that we loved playing oh, with each other so much. What you wanted was you wanted. You mean it wasn't working out? Was the the baggage thing wasn't baggage. work out. Yeah. We were playing but you live. like the baggage gigs. Love the baggage gigs. We had a ton they of fun. They were a blast. Yeah. Okay. But it just, the it wasn't. The difference is, you didn't like the way the material was coming together. You wanted more in the bass guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm trying to figure it out. Sure. Okay. The evolution. Yeah. You know, a lot of people love. But then as we were practicing, we, we discovered how much we really loved playing this material with each other and said, Let's so take when, it out. When the record got done, it's like, let's... We need to take this out. Play it for people. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, some recordings are so much convoluted things. You can't do them live. But the way you did your project, it was almost like you were doing a gig in a studio, right? Well, we tried exactly. to... We kind of approached it with the idea of basically just having very simple parts, even if there's a lot of them in the studio that we've worked together. But it breaks down to very simple straight-ahead parts. It's almost a minimalist approach, even if you hear a number of percussion overdubs on it or some guitar overdubs. It's really just bass, guitar, drums, and vocals, and even that, the arrangements, are. we tried to keep them fairly stripped down so that when we went to take it out live, yeah, we had to work on it a little bit. But you didn't know yet. We didn't know yet. When we did the album, we didn't know we were going to take it live. We had to figure out how to make it live. And you mixed it in a night. That's pretty good. Double Nichols mixed it one. Mm-hmm. And then you hear this, just like, we can do gigs with this. 
Right. Yep. Right. Okay. And we were kind of right. in love with it by the time we were done mixing okay. and everything. We didn't want to walk away. We're going to do this, uh, the stage. Like you wanted to bring it to the stage. Yes. Well, that whole piece is, that is about, this, that's it's about the experience of, of performance. This is why I'm talking about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Ideas, a wondering of ifs. We, we dancers, we singers, we chain ourselves to ascension, to the alchemy of words turning here. Find the physics of poetry here, hidden in the syllables, sparkling under heated attentions. Here. This meaningful slide, this rhythm of ideas, here in the space between us, in the moments we see, in the dancing horizons, and the reason to breathe. Here in the lie, here in the truth, here in the eternity, the obscurity, the absurdity. Here and the reason to
Tired night, no dark harbor, no stars whose names I have forgotten. Thou art beautiful and lost. 
O shadows moving past me, thou art my own deeds. Thou art the remaining pinpricks of remembering. O sorrowful citizens, my brothers who sleep on grass and sand, my sisters with silent signs, thou art beautiful and lost, thou art the pinpricks of our own shortcomings. O hungry streets, O hypocrite cops, O angry entitlement, O gentrified homes, thou art beautiful and lost. Dead men forgotten below the bridges they built Oh, lynch mob mentality that diamonds into paradigm Oh, cheap shit consumerism Oh, dreams of a house on the hill Oh, modern double-edged gods Spines broken on our virginities Oh, bejeweled hymens of virtue and grace Your myth ruins us all Thou art beautiful, lost, and unreasonably held aloft, unfairly blocking the light, disdaining the dehiscence of our true natures. Oh, gang war politics. Oh, manipulated divisions, oh, poster children for abandoned principles Climbing through the windows of our rib cages, infecting us with willful ignorance Thou art beautiful and lost Oh, manufactured consent, coursing through our veins Oh, sorrowful discourse, oh, lies, hermit crabbing in truth. Oh, bigotry, now slinking, now sashaying, now parading down the boulevards, trailing blood and more bad laws and more killer cops along the way. Pontificating women now are beautiful, beautiful and lost. The valium values of our generation lay beside us, and we pretend we are clean. We are not clean. We are not safe. We are. 
Hot for Pedro Show final music for this edition. The stage, two bit horror. See what happened when they took that album to the stage. <laughs> what they were actually, the stage was only an idea. <laughs> now it's a reality. Uh, rubber shoes from LHS. After that, building machines from Nasal Rod. We had spit sticks out of Portland. He's up there teaching drums now, the fear drummer. Really? I wouldn't lie to you. No. <laughs> Off you go from Unit F, and then that we too. Finally, from Two Bit Horror. What's the plans? Plans is to do some more shows around LA, but we're actively looking to book shows out of town. Uh, you want a tour? Definitely. Hell definitely yeah. want a tour. And, and I've actually got a couple connections in Sweden because I used to live there. So I'm trying to work those so we can set up some shows overseas. overseas. That's the plan. I've already. Uh, I took a track with me last year when I went for a poetry tour I did there and got it played on a Stockholm radio station. The and big town. Yeah, and I now People I got People don't it. know it, that uh, the archipelago around there is the most islands in the world. Yep. And then also the per capita with boats. Swedes love boats. Especially in, in Stockholm area. Norwegians like to laugh at them because they're all plastic, and of course they make theirs out of wood. Swedes and Norwegians have been going I, back I, and I, forth I, for I, a few centuries. And the Danes and the Icelands. And, yeah. But it's, the, it's all really yeah. neat. I, I wish you guys the best. I mean, Thank you. Thanks, what bro. about California? No, yeah, we want to do it. Uh, probably our first goal is to like do the West Coast, to do like Washington. Oh, you Oregon, San Francisco, Santa Barbara, San Diego. We want to do the whole okay. West Coast. That's definitely... I-5 tour. Yeah? Yeah. Well. There's some good uh, venues up and down the West. So. Yeah, I hear... I heard... Yeah, <laughs> you, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> you might know a few. Right? <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Uh, I mean, you guys were the two instigators, but it's... You we couldn't do it without them. We no, couldn't do it without Steve and, v and Steve. We couldn't have done it. They, they are absolutely essential. Musically. That's just been a lot of fun to to work without any you know constraints and just be creatively free to do you know, whatever the track calls for. Yeah. Music is music. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me do that, okay? <laughs> yeah, Some really band dudes like, ain't like that. No. He's really developed to be a hell of a musician. No, when we asked these guys, guy. yeah, when we asked these guys yeah, to join, no. they said, "Well, what do you want?" And we said, "We want you. Here's what we have. We want what you can bring to this idea." And that's that was the only restriction we great, handed it to yeah. them. So it was just yeah. great, we trust great, these guys, great, yeah. and, and they and, brought it from the oh, first rehearsal. Hundred and ten percent. And then then that's a great gift from them. Yeah, yeah. you bet it so is. You guys are all gift givers. Yeah, yeah. It away. Yeah. We don't. That's <laughs> why we're all broke. We just keep giving it away. There's just got beef heart. Yeah, there's other ways to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I think there was 43 magic bands, right? <laughs> Some of it was in the valley. Sure it was. I think. I think uh, Drew Feldman and uh, who's the? Um. Yeah. He couldn't even play, right? So. No, the captain showed him everything, but yep. it, there was there was a heavy toll. That's <laughs> his name's. Uh, he asked me to be in a band with him. I, I could, he said none of that was me. It was mm -hmm. all showed to me. Mm -hmm. Wow. What's his name? Jeff Morris Tepper. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. thanks for being on. Truly. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having us. I want you to keep on keeping on. I can't wait for album two because that will be done. No one. It's going to get played live. Yes, it's been February eleventh, two thousand eighteen. Dish of Waffle Peter. Show everybody out there. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>